welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 2. With your host, Byron Rogers, this podcast is dedicated to the Executive Protection Practitioner, the Private Security Professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective Executive Protection Agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, enjoy the show. Out. Boom. Yo, what's up, guys? Byron Rogers here with another episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle. Uh, bringing y'all, I don't know, the best in the game. And really, you know, the funny thing is I have, there are so many people I want to get on this show. When I started this whole podcast thing, I was like, man, like, I'm going to run out of people to talk to, but there are so many interesting and amazing people in this executive protection game um, that I, I'm just trying to get through them, through them. So today we have Alan Baker with us. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Awesome. It's an honor to have you here. Um, I, uh, I first met Alan at Executive Protection Institute. Uh, great school. I was thoroughly impressed with my experience training with them. Uh, so check them out, shout out to them. But uh, he was our martial arts instructor um, and he's been working with them on creating a system specifically for executive protection. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, man, that's that's, I guess real quick, if you give everyone just a real quick kind of cliff notes on that system, what would you say about it? Um, well, uh, it's unique in that it is specifically designed for the environment that the protection agent operates in. Uh, one of the problems with, uh, that I saw with that industry, as well, in law, law, as well as law enforcement and military guys that I work with is uh, they'll have uh, martial artists come in and they will teach what they do. Um, and that doesn't always fit into the environment that those guys operate. We uh, went and got experience in the environment. Um, you know, we went through the school and we got uh, some opportunity to work some details uh, and see what the agent does, how they operate, what they wear, what rules do they follow. Um, and then we designed the system around that. So I didn't want to go in and say, this is the best martial art. You should just do it because that's not true. Uh, martial arts don't follow the same requirements, rules that uh, other environments follow. So we wanted to learn the environment first and then design the system around the environment. Outstanding. And this is something that you do for a number of different applications. And, and um, I mean, I guess you could say different groups. Uh, yes. Is, Actually, quite often, it's it's the niche in the market which we operate is, um, of course, we can come in and teach programs that we have created, um, but uh, one of the main things that we do different than everyone else is uh, a lot of agencies will have us come in, um, uh, for instance, the Federal Reserve, and they said, this is our environment, this is what we do, and here are the problems we have, and then we design the system around that. Um, so, right. I dig it, man. That's awesome. Uh, which leads us right into our next question. Uh, tactical background. Oh, wow. Um, well, I grew, up, I grew up a martial artist and uh, uh, I met a lot of interesting people. And uh, due to those introductions, I had opportunities to start going over into the law enforcement field, uh, military, security, and start getting introduced um, to the different things. So, um, background, I've been with the, uh, EPI, the Executive Protection Institute, probably about 13 years now, wow. uh, which is outstanding. Uh, you know, they, they yeah. have me on there as an instructor, but, uh, the reality is I'm perpetual student. Every time I go, I learn, uh, they have new Standard. people come in like yourself. I just didn't get to stop you and pick your brain. 
uh, oh. while you were there. <laughs> I appreciate that. Man. But I will usually catch those guys and, uh, you know, try to get as much knowledge and wisdom out of them as I can. And I do the same thing in the law enforcement industry, uh, military groups that I work for. Uh, you know, after they get to know you a little bit and they realize that I really want to help, uh, you know, they'll say, hey, why don't you stay a couple of extra days and go out to the range with us? Um, stay a couple of extra days and let's let's do this driving course. And so I got introduced kind of on the back end of I would go in and work a job and after getting to know them, they're like, hey, hang around and play, Yeah, <laughs> which has been an incredible uh, source of knowledge, information. Those wow. guys are amazing. All of them. Wow. That's cool, man. That's that's sweet. And that's such a cool niche to be able to go in and create systems for people. Um, how many? I mean, I heard a rumor. <laughs> you know, I, and I think it's in the questions down here. Uh we'll, <laughs> But like, so how many like black belts or things like that do you have? Uh, a lot of them. <laughs> uh, I'm just now wrapping up my 40th year in the martial arts and um, they're pretty much 40 years of full-time martial arts. Um, uh, I've not had a real job yet <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. other than the ones I create for myself, yeah. but, uh, I spent that time, uh, I'm the type of person about top personality. That's an aggressive student. Um, I constantly want to seek out knowledge and you know, who, who's the best in the industry. Let's go see them. Let's learn from them and get, get, get underneath their wing. Um, I've probably blown obscene amount of money over the years doing just that awesome. uh, chasing that information and the knowledge and and trying to find those guys that are sun teachers they're sun students you know they're creators there's not many of them out there most people repeat what they learn you know they just regurgitate but you'll find uh, those instructors are mentors that are creators of light and uh, those are the guys you know, they are cutting edge of knowledge and, and evolution. This term, uh, son, student, son, yeah. teacher. Yeah. Um, you, you, for me, I know this is my martial arts background, but uh, yeah, you have a sun student and you have a moon student. Uh, the moon reflects light. In other words, they learn what they can from their instructor and they turn right around and they teach that exact thing. But you'll run into guys that are, I refer to them as sun students or a sun teacher. They're creators. They take what they learn and they think, they dig into it, and then they end up creating more information. Most wow. of the time, they're looked down on. Uh, it's like, for instance, Bruce Lee was a sun yeah. student. At that time, they were like, you can't do that. And now they look back and go, the guy was a genius. Yeah. Um, and for me, uh, I prefer learning from mentors um, because a living mentor, especially one that is a son student or a son teacher, there's nothing like that. They, they, they're creating information that, that will be recognized years later. Wow. You just, yeah, you just got to look for them and know what yeah. you're looking for. Right. Man, that's so valuable. So deep. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that was good, man. I love that. I'm going to take that with me, man. That's good stuff. Awesome. It's a good ideal to aim for, you know, that's, right. that's good stuff. Who are you at your core, man? Oh, wow. Well, um, <laughs> I love this question. You know, uh, I, I think some of the best labels are given to you by other people yes. uh, and not by yourself. Uh, probably about 10 years ago, I ran a school here in Atlanta and I had a mom that I was having a conversation with at the lobby and uh, people that know me know that I'm a perpetual student and teacher. And I constantly like to motivate and help people change, grow wow. and um, become better. Well, one of the things she said, we're having a conversation. I was talking to her about the same thing. She said, you are an agent of change. And that stuck with me. I was just like, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, 
part if that, for that question, part of what I am at the core is an agent of change. Uh, the second part of it would be a warrior. Standing. <laughs> what does being a warrior mean to you? Um, it's going you know, too much these days, man. We gotta <laughs> we gotta dig into it, you know. Cause, I agree. You know, um, I think there's a difference between a martial artist and a warrior. You know, a warrior holds themselves to a higher standard, and it doesn't mean they're better or anything like that because they make mistakes just like everybody else. But when they get back up. They're constantly driving for that next step of improvement. Uh, a warrior is not afraid of uh, the unknown. You know, a lot of times as human beings, we, we relax and we get comfortable and we don't push ourselves into the unknown. You know, people fear it. Uh, but one of the elements that makes a warrior a warrior is he's constantly seeking the unknown. He's constantly wanting to put himself in those positions that are uncomfortable um, he knows that growth comes from resistance. It comes from, I, I like to say, fighting. You know, uh, I tell my guys that I coach um, on a weekly basis, you have to fight physically, mentally, emotionally. You have to fight something spiritually. You have to push yourself. Are you doing it? And you might look at your daily schedule, your weekly schedule, and go, you know, I haven't really challenged my will in about a month or two, how are you going to do it? Um, but just the fact that you stop and look at yourself and you analyze and say, man, I haven't done that. Um, I need to fix it. That's one of the elements of the warrior, in my opinion. Um, I'd like to say he is on the mastery path. I'm not a big believer in the word master, but I will say mastery path. Um, I don't like calling or being called that because it means there's an end. I do not believe there's an end. I don't believe I have enough life to gather that, that much information. So we're just on the path and we're trying to walk in that direction continually, consistently over time. Um, that's part of what I look at it as. Um, I could drawn on for hours is what it means. Uh, because me, it is a lifestyle that you live um, and when I, I actually coach a lot of guys based on this information and uh, betterment, growth, um, constantly striving uh, to improve. Man, I, I love you, man. This is some good stuff. It's um, <laughs> I have, jeez, uh, I find that a lot of guys on, that, a lot of people I talk to on here are like empowering people. They're that agent of change thing is like, I'm, I'm seeing this theme in the types of individuals that I end up uh, talking with on the show, which is really cool to me. Cause I just, that's who I am at my core as well. You know, like I'm strong awesome. to, to serve on a higher level, you know, and, the, and then in this warrior thing, it's like, and, and the ethos is it's like you, you go into the darkness and you, you, you go find the chaos and the chaos forces you to find higher order and, but you got to keep going into the chaos and it's just, it's this cyclical, beautiful dance. And there's, it scares people, but there's nothing more rewarding and beautiful and amazing about, about life than this struggle in any endeavor or category you find yourself in. Right. So um, true. Oh, thank you. Yeah, man. It's just beautiful. And it's just the way, and it, and it really is the warrior's path, I believe, because you look behind you and there's all the people staying in order. They're staying in that safe area and they're, they're, you know, and, and the warriors have to go out to the fringe and find that line between the light and the dark and go into that darkness and bring order into that darkness and deal with that chaos. Correct. Um, and so I say even now, like, you know, it ain't even about being a man or woman or being physically strong or weak. There's just areas in your life where you're either you're either being a warrior or you're not. You know, now there's a physical component to all these things. But in this realm that we're talking about, man, I, I uh Man, I love it. I dig it. Yeah, you have to be um, comfortable with losing. Oh yeah, and it's just, yeah, well, yeah. It's just like any fight record. You don't yeah. win them all, and yeah. uh, that's that's another element too. Is just the acceptance that in order to win, you have to lose. Um, oh, yeah. and, and you know, warrior plans to lose intelligently. Uh, a lot of people don't want to talk about it, and yeah. you know, they want to push it to the side, and then when it finally shows up. Uh, it'll knock you down, way down. Yeah. 
intelligent warrior prepares for it. He knows he's going to lose. That happened. Yeah, but he says, I'm going to be prepared to do it gracefully and make it an education. And then I'm going to come right back. Yeah, so good, man. Because I, I always hear this this saying, you know, the situation doesn't make the man that reveals him to himself. But yeah. I, 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 I get this itch to add to that. You know, I get this itch, and I don't mean, who am I to add to it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm just some guy, you know. But I get this itch to be like, you know, but if he's wise, it can make him tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it reveals him to himself. But if he's wise, it can really given him an opportunity to grow and all of those battle scars and things he's endured can really be the things that make him, you know, who he becomes. You know? Correct. All right. That's how I feel. And this is good stuff. We're still in the first part of this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, and it allows you to graduate intelligently. Absolutely. I, I might irritate a few martial artists out there, but I meet a lot of guys and they'll say, Hey, how long have you been in? I've been in for 30 years. Um, but have you graduated every year for that 30 years, you know, so it's, it's possible to repeat the second grade for 30 years straight. <laughs> and I, I, with a lot of grown men, I'm finding this where I'm looking at them and I'm like, man, development. Yeah. You're however old, but developmentally in terms of your internal tools for navigating life, I'm really feeling like you're in grade school, you know, yeah. with regards to the emotional intelligence and the self-reliance and the, even the courage, you know, cause you don't know that courage is, is just arrogance and, until it's made accurate through learning that you can, you know, it's like, hey, you got to go out into the desert, mate. You got to go anyway. So it's, it's interesting stuff. Man. It's good hmm. stuff. Um, so how did you get into martial arts? Uh, well, I was a rowdy youth. Um, you know, you hear the story of uh, a lot of guys will get into it because I wanted some self-defense. Um, I was uh, ADHD, lots of energy bouncing off the walls, drove my mom crazy. Uh, and I was into everything and might have been a little bit of a troublemaker. Yeah. And she got me involved with it um, to get control over me. And, um, I got introduced to these men that would, I mean, quite, they don't do that much anymore, but in my time, they would kick your ass. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, Yeah. You say yes, sir. You say yes, ma'am. And good for the soul of a young man, you know, we made it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I got into it and fell in love with it. I fell in love with the, uh, training the effort that could be put forward, the growth, the change, the things you could achieve. And then uh, through the course of that, I got introduced to the, the thought patterns of, okay. of being like a warrior, a martial artist, and uh, I loved it. So I was eat up with it from the very beginning and uh, still am today, have been the whole time. <laughs> wow. That's awesome, man. I think it's great that your mom was like, yo, let's get this dude around some other men. You know, let's get them around some guys that'll steer this thing, man. Because I think, I think a lot of young men get in trouble just because they don't, they can't find that place where they can prove themselves and they can uh, constructively exercise themselves, you know, and and prove to themselves they're men. All the, all the, all the, half the reason I joined the Marine Corps, I just remember like, my dad is ridiculously masculine and powerful. Like this guy... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm an intense human, right? Like, and we, I don't show much here, but like, he got shot at point blank range with a shotgun and survived the thing. <laughs> like, he survived. I mean, he's like, Dad, your dad? My father. To this day, I'd probably, I'd just probably just shoot the guy if I had to fight him. Like, you know, I mean, he's, he's just like, you know, I'm still, there's that next level of evolution he's still at. And I'm like, golly. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I just remember thinking, like, go ahead. Those personalities are so valuable in society today. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, but they're kind of pushed to the side a little bit. And yeah. like you said, they don't have an outlet to express themselves and grow it. Um, and that's same it's, thing. Yeah, 100%. And a lot of like high, like really masculine personalities, you know, I feel like are getting kind of attacked. But um, yeah, man, he... And that was kind of part of it. I was like, I don't want to be one of these men that grown up in our society that has to wonder about 
when I got my manhood. Like, do you know what day you got your manhood? Like, do you know when you proved yourself? Like, you know what? No one can take this away from me, you know? And that's something that I remember in the Marine going, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I was like, I'm going to go to war because I, you know, I have five sisters. I grew up with my mom and my, <laughs> and my grandma. So I was like, I got to settle this thing. Otherwise, you, you know, you get tormented your whole life and you, I don't know, it, it can be, you know, I feel like there, this is going all into rabbit holes real quick, but I feel like there's a reason you find in tribes that the men have, you don't just become a man. You got to have a ritual. You go out somewhere, you know, the men get you, <laughs> they rough you up, you know, <laughs> you know, cut you up, burn you up, beat you up. And then you come back and now you're a man, you can join the hunting party, you know? So, uh, I think that's good stuff. Man. I mean, that's that was awesome. Awesome. my mom's part. <laughs> <laughs> Still smarter than me to this day. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, <laughs> you know, that's good. How have you gotten away with living this life devoted to martial arts, man? <laughs> like, it's beautiful that you've been able to actually do what you want to do through the course of, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, that's a feat in and of itself. Most of us find ourselves bound to a job. And they got to, you know, like, escape the slave trade in order to even get close to doing something you're passionate about. What would you say were some of the things that allowed you to do that? Or what was your approach? Oh, or... uh, well, um, I had mentors um, that educated me in entrepreneurship business. And, you know, um, what the difference was between getting paid hourly um, per event, per percentage, or getting paid because you have a network. Um, and once I got introduced to those ideas, they said, um, don't be afraid to build exactly what you want. And I was fortunate enough to listen and start to build businesses and revenue streams, um, side hustles. Some, some work, some do not. Uh, just like we said earlier, like there's, martial arts. <laughs> that's right. There is success and there's failure in success. Yeah. But I had success enough over the years to build different revenue streams um, to create freedom. Um, you know, so and the more freedom you have, the more you can better yourself, train, uh, seek knowledge, grow, have uh, moments of silence in your day um, that you can think. <laughs> yes. And good Time uh, spent thinking is more growth. Um, those oh, moments of silence create more revenue streams, more training, more opportunities to grow yourself in advance. And it's just a spiral after that once you take the leap. Yeah. Execute on some of those things and you realize you can and you start to understand the inner workings of how to do it, you know. Right. I, um, Man, that's awesome. And I, and I love that I have a real life example of it, you know, um, right here with me. Part of my endeavor in educating my children will be to make sure that they understand those different money games, you know. That's the first awesome. one, train time for money. You know, second one, creating something that'll make money for you. The third one, your investments making money for you. And, you know, um, because, man, if we would have had that understanding at the beginning of these games we play as adults, I think, we could all shape our lives much differently. No, they don't um, teach that in school. They don't, man. Like taxes, credit, real estate, nothing. Oh. <laughs> we learned about Christopher Columbus, guys. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they don't even tell you about it. I mean, you know, somebody has to come along and whisper in your ear and say, and they, hey. <laughs> like deprogram you before you believe them, <laughs> you know? Like, That's right. They try. They got to try to unplug you. You're fighting them half the time. You don't know if you should believe. You know, it's it's an interesting thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny how it'll be the opposite of what you're told the yeah. first time around. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. And then the everything you said about fighting to that clearing, where you're able to now deliberately live your life and go after the things you're passionate about, and thinking. So probably one of the best purchases I did this year was I got a UV sauna in my house. Oh, and nice. I, man, it's been great. It's been amazing. So I've always believed in the exercise of thinking, like setting time aside to go deeply into a thing and really just try to think. And I feel like it's 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 a muscle and it's uh, it's a skill. And if you're trying to deliberately sculpt your life, it's like ridiculously important. So I love that you said that, man. Um, 
And uh, I hope people walk away with that, you know, as, as you know what, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think deeply about things, you know? You know, it's amazing how not enough people do that. Right. You know, we're so influenced by TV, radio, the, you know, cell phones. Yeah. Uh, everything is putting information in, tons of it. And, yeah. you know, even like if you say, I'm going to take this moment to sit here and think for a second, that doesn't go away. That noise that's put in, it, you have to have time to turn it off and even just find silence so that you can have a space to put a thought in there that you want or not what somebody else wants. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I mean, I, I swear if you don't do it, I, I get into debates every once in a while with people. I, I don't debate very often. Like you have to, like, I have to care about you to debate with you. Right? <laughs> like we, there has to be a certain level of respect already established for I'll even debate with you about anything, you know, but I found that, uh, I can love anyone, but affections reserved for peers and people that can think deeply. We can have these amazing conversations, but I find that most of the public, many people I run into anyway, just I'll listen to their theory or their thoughts. And I'm like, this is shallow. Like you haven't really thought this out, <laughs> you know? Um, and that, that's a trap. I feel like a lot of people fall into because TV is like intellectual dessert. Like I don't listen to very many, very much music with words. I listen to, um, audiobooks, podcasts, and, and, and really soundtracks to movies. So I can think, you know, I love my it. own thoughts, you know, um, man, that's good stuff. You said haven't owned a TV since the early nineties. Wow. See, this is gold. Y'all man. Wow. You so, yeah, you're on that same page. That's good, man. I, I watch two hours of TV, like an hour and a half at the end of my night, like the end of my day when I'm like spent, I'll, you know, collapse on the couch and just stare at that thing for a little bit, you know, and yeah. usually I'm still doing some work on my computer, or <laughs> you know, my time is at 4am I get up and that's my time to just go deep and do all the really valuable things that I need to do to get ready for my day. Nice. You know, that's good. What's it like not owning a TV? <laughs> uh, you know, I've been around people that have them. Um, yeah. After not being around them, like you'll go out to a restaurant or a bar, they'll have one up there and it, you're like a fly. <laughs> it just, just reaches against you, you know, and I'm like, man, yeah. I'm glad I don't don't have one of those things. Yeah. Pulling my uh, attention away every day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what would you say? Do you have any like, I don't know, funny, crazy stories about uh, from your martial arts journey? you know that you can share with us dang all of them are crazy yeah that's <laughs> awesome good tell us a couple i mean you know um let's see uh early 90s um lived in a one-room apartment above a garage that was very cheap for about six years uh just so i was hardly ever there either i spent my entire time at the school we had uh, a school in chattanooga tennessee and uh, it was one of the most intense training periods of my life. It was about six years. And uh, would eat, sleep, drink, and train. And that's it. Um, I, I remember meeting a, a young lady at the time. <laughs> and, you know, I was so into training. You know, she's like, hey, why don't we go out? And I go, okay, cool. And I realized that I didn't own a pair of blue jeans or anything. All I had was sweatpants and t-shirts. Oh man. Because I lived my entire life at that school. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had to, you know, start getting back out of the real world <laughs> wow. after that period. Um, that's, that's an interesting tidbit. Yeah. <laughs> shows the immersion, you know, it shows the immersion of the whole journey that you're on, you know, uh, it just, you know, it's something I also too want to try to help people come away with is like to be, and it's not like, I know that you probably don't think of yourself as being on a level, you know, but like, I feel like people don't really understand how to work too hard anymore, you know, <laughs> and they want something for free. We call that the effort scale. Okay. <laughs> effort scale. That's right. On a scale of one to 10, how much effort are you putting out? Yeah. 
You know, it's like, for instance, at the gym, you know, you, I, I, there was a period a couple of years ago, uh-huh. you know, I'm like, man, I'm working hard. And, uh, <laughs> but I'm looking around and I, you know, kind of, I look about the same way I did last year at this time. Right. And then I see another guy that does it, you know, I go and say, what are you doing? And so he explains to me what he's doing. And I realized that my effort scale, I'm more around a four. Yeah. This guy's up on an eight. And then I had to go, I've got to, you have to step it up now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you constantly have That's to huge, ask yourself, man. where are you at on the scale? Yeah. And be That's honest huge. with yourself too. Uh, That's the tough part. Yeah. <laughs> That's the it tough is. Part. It is. You know, I, uh, and so I, I hear people sometimes are kind of like, I want this, I want that. I'm like, cool. Your words tell me what you want. Your actions show me who you really are. Yep. But, you know, they ask you, like, how'd you get this or how'd you get this far in these endeavors? And, um, you know, I just in my mind, I'm like, for the things that I do have, I've worked. There's some things that worked out, but they worked out because I was at a certain level or I was a certain person or had a certain ability or had created enough credibility. Nice. Like there were 500 million moves between (laughs) chubby little pubescent like Byron and where we are today, you know? And it's like, it's like, if you want something really valuable, it's like, you've really got to sacrifice thousands of weaker versions of yourself to get there, you know? Um, And how is a person who's like, you know, I'm just going to get into this martial arts thing. You know, I just want them to see that dedication, you know, six years, you don't even have a pair of jeans because you're living at the gym. That's what it takes to become, you know, not just to have it, but to become this thing, this person, you know, there's people out there doing that guys. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what you guys need to know. If you're going to get into any endeavor in any field and you want to be top tier, you know? Uh, So yeah, that was what I had to add to that, man. (laughs) Awesome. I love, I love that, man. Um, Would you say that martial arts are, Mandatory for executive protection or no? Um, Some sort of answer for a physical interaction with another human being is. Now, we could say martial arts. Um, You know, you could pick a system. But the truth is, you know, we like to do advance work. We like to plan. And we like to have, you know, obstacles between our client and the bad guy. But you know, chance, there is a chance that those obstacles will fail. Um, and that threat can get physically closer to the point where you have to put hands on them. And, you know, depending on what the environment is that you're in, you choose to handle it. So you may have a client, like I've worked a lot of, uh, television personalities, a couple of movie, and they want to interact with people. They right. want to shake their hand. They, they, they'll they be at these Comic-Con events and they want them to come up. And, and you working that position, you have your hands on people all day long, hundreds of them. You'll, you know, and you got to be nice and pleasant yes. and you have to be their biggest fan and you talk to them about it. And you just, I'm sorry, but you just can't, you know, physically do this right here. That's fine. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I think some sort of answer for that um, has to exist. And depending on the house rules or the client's rules, he may say, look, I don't I don't want to look this way. You can only handle people in this manner. Um, so you have to move them along and, and control them without them knowing it sometimes, uh, which is one of the things the PRT does at the lower levels is uh, – you, you, you'll have them moving and walking to the side. They wouldn't even realize they are if it's done correctly. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I saw it. <laughs> and golly, it's so good. It's such a good thing for, I mean, it's just such a good thing. Bouncers, any security individual, it's like the beginning of that physical contact just a cycle of events, you know, correct intelligently uh, to be able to intelligently steer that in a way. Yeah. That's, uh, and not and it, it's got to be based on a force continuum too, depending on yes. the rules of your position. Right. And you know, the truth is the better you are at the lower levels, the more you can keep it there. 
Right. Uh, you might have a guy that wants to elevate, but he can't because you're so good at those soft controls and redirections and stuff that uh, he just can't elevate it without um, it being a visual spectacle, um, which sometimes you need. You know, uh, yeah. we say that a lot in the PRT is um, it, you know, it has to be visually acceptable. And then if the threat does anything, it has to, what he has to do to get around you has to be visually unacceptable yes. because everything's recorded. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's going to come up. And especially if you have a client, you know, you may be in the right, um, but you make him look bad. You're gone. Absolutely. Uh, right. Absolutely. You got to be able to. I say you got to be able to sell it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Correct. You, you got to be able to have the moral high ground. And you've got to emerge the good guy as often as possible, you know. Correct. Um, and the bigger and blacker you are, the more important, <laughs> the more important this is. Not to make it a race thing. I'm just, you know, I'm just for the brothers listening. <laughs> y'all know. <laughs> but, you know, really, I know there's big dudes who play this game. And I'm telling you, the, the scarier, bigger you are, the more important it is for you to sell it. Um, depending on your client demographic, the more you got to sell it, yeah. you know, because you're, man. I mean, I've worked for, you know, the acting and singing talent crowd, and sometimes they don't even want you to be there in the first place. Right. You know, yeah. So, you know, having an incident like this is just can be catastrophic, you know. So it's 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 not only client uh, well-being, but it's also your survivability that can depend on that can be, you know, your, that's hinging on your ability to deal with this. Hopefully low friction that doesn't get to high friction situation, you know. Correct. Um, yeah, man, it's and it, and it should be connected. Um, you know, you know, from the PRT is um, you are trying to keep a low level of interaction, but if they force it to something lethal, your method, your system has to have an answer for it. Um, yes, and it has to be acceptable, and yes. you know, follow the rules of the house, the laws. Um, otherwise, you end up being the bad guy. By default default you're wrong so just know that you're riding into the, yeah. the whole engagement with that mindset that's true um do you have anything else on that uh you, you i could talk for hours <laughs> you're like just steer, the, just steer this thing man that's what's up what would you is there any other like martial art that you say would say is most appropriate for executive protection because we actually first on what you were saying um me and my buddies were having the dumbest conversation ever last time we got together. <laughs> we're watching UFC. And we're talking about uh, fights and stupid guy stuff. And then one of my buddies was like, you wouldn't even get to fight. We Somehow Bisping came up and uh, my buddy was like, you wouldn't get to fight Bisping. He's like, there's no way you can. Not that I was saying I would beat any of these guys. We're just having this stupid guy conversation, right? <laughs> and, and he's like, you can't even fight Bisping. Guys like us can't even fight him. Literally, you would try to fight him but someone with that much skill, literally, you won't be able to actually do it. <laughs> and it was just, I don't know, we're just having a good time laughing about it. But that's kind of the way I think that's a beautiful thing to have the power to not even let somebody really be able to do you physical harm uh, in, in a physical altercation situation. You know, I mean, that's yep. like a really high level protection skill, I think. So. That's my little, <laughs> my little add-on there. And it what, was a good one, too. <laughs> good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what would you say about, um, so other martial arts systems, is there one that you think would be most appropriate for executive protection? Uh, you know, because we all, as dudes, everybody believes in their religion, man. <laughs> um, parts of many different ones would be appropriate at the appropriate time. Why is that? Um... <laughs> You know, so it's like if I end up on the ground and I'm pinned underneath uh, somebody for some reason, um, the escapes that are out of different grappling systems may address it. Yeah. Um, but then I'm not going to flip them over and submit them because my client's standing there watching me. You know, right. it's uh, right. Uh, so it has to follow the environment and it has to follow the mission statements. Mm. You know, I'm here to protect this guy. And uh, maybe even get him out of the room. And, you know, if I'm busy doing something like that, um, I can't. But if I'm placed in that situation and I haven't trained to deal with it, 
then I'm in trouble anyway. So that's why I say it, it depends on what's going on um, in that environment as to what you can draw from what martial art. Any of them can be good. Any piece of anyone can be good, depending on what's going on. <laughs> so it's very much, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's context dependent, really. Correct. On a, on a large scale. What would you say is the, I'm going to ask you all my like non-martial arts guy <laughs> questions. <laughs> I'm going to get them all, all right. up. What's the most lethal martial art, would you say? Depends on the environment. Uh, <laughs> right. Let's say I live in a country where carrying a blade is a common thing yeah. and using it is a common thing. Let's say maybe like the Philippines, then yeah. in, in that instance, uh, the Filipino martial arts. Indonesian Salat, um, uh, you know, those things finish it very quickly mm. and not in a good way. Um, so, but it, like here in the U.S., um, I can't do those things. I can't even threaten to have um, a knife. I can't pull it out and say, I'm going to show it to him and say, oh, I'm going to do this to you. I'm in trouble at that point. So, like I said, it depends, even in those questions with the martial arts, it depends on the environment. Um, uh, you know, are they going to end up in the court system because, uh, you brandished a gun or brandished a knife, you have to take those into consideration. And a lot of martial arts systems were not designed to take those into consideration. Would you say there is a best or better martial art for females? Oh, wow. Uh, like for the instance, the ladies at the school here, we, we have them train a couple of different systems. Okay. Um, one of them is, I always suggest the Filipino martial arts because it teaches you to take an equalizer. You know, can I, can I use something that's in my hand, something that's uh, on my desk, car keys maybe, it's not the best option, but uh, when I look at the things that I have with me, uh, can I use them? because I may be against a guy that's 250. And, you know, if I'm 120 pounds, I, I you know, I'm gonna have to have some sort of equalizer yeah. to bring, yeah, how to use it intelligently. And, um, you know, the philosophy of being ahead of time, uh, different martial arts are designed to operate at different times. You have three times. One, you're ahead of time, you're either on time or you're behind time. And most martial arts are taught behind time. So they'll put you in the worst possible scenario and say, here's how you escape. Um, and so a lot of times we only know the answer because we are behind. And if you are small framed and you're dealing with a larger threat, you can't afford that. And you have to understand those, um, how to navigate timing, distance, and, uh, you know, to, to avoid it or to make it harder to end up in those behind time situations in the first place, yeah. um, which isn't taught in a lot of martial arts, but the, that idea. Um, so we, we talk about that a little bit with the ladies and then we give them suggestions of different uh, martial arts systems that they can take pieces out of to fit their own system. Um, it's very Jeet Kune Do, uh, which is uh, Bruce Lee, his philosophy. Um, you know, you have to do, end up with a system that's designed for you. You know, how are you built? Um, what is your athletic ability? Um, you know, everybody is going to have certain things that are going to slow them down, injuries, and you have to take that into consideration. So um, it's a complicated question. I. Oh. You know, I can't say just one, for instance, but uh, lately one of the popular ones has been Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Um, just because, you know, you're behind time, you're on the ground, someone's trying to hold you down, uh, control you in some way. So uh, uh, we have a large female presence in that program to learn to deal with those things. Yeah. That's good. I dig it. I've been hearing the jujitsu stuff and I just wanted to see what you were thinking about all, all of this stuff. Well, I guess, do you have any examples, any stories about using martial arts in the field or that you want to share? 
Um, well, I mentioned this earlier. I had an opportunity um, because of a friend that um, gave me work in the Comic-Con industry um, to work personalities as they're in this environment. There's literally hundreds of people at these events. Yeah. They want to get they want to get a um, signature. They want to shake hands. Uh, they want to have a conversation. So it is very close range, okay. and um, you know they have to have a good showing. But at the same time, they don't want maybe one client doesn't want them hugging them. Right. So yeah, you have to kind of be there um, to counter that. And for me. Yeah. If they get within that range of the client, I introduce myself right away. Um, you know, I, I end up talking to them, uh, have an interaction with them. I break that intent. Some yeah. of them are starstruck, you know, so I kind of get in the way of that. Yeah, um, and I ended up putting my hands on people a lot during those days. Like I said, hundreds of them. Yeah. And it all, if you do it appropriately, nice, low-level controls, guidance, um, it worked out perfectly. Um, all of which was the PRT. And PRT for those listening. Uh, protection response tactics. Protection and that response. is the program we uh, put together with uh, the uh, EPI um, to, to operate in that environment. It gives multiple options, you know, um, for, like we said, one system doesn't fit uh, every environment. Um, so, but how the system is designed is it teaches you options across a spectrum. And then according to how your boss wants you to operate or how your environment forces you to operate, you can choose what tools you're going to use um, to come out successful. Outstanding. And stay within the lines of furthering your boss's mission and your mission as a security operator. Um, Correct. You know, and that's, that's where I think we see a lot of damage from any of these like force on force encounters uh, is, is you just always have to be thinking what's going to be the collateral damage if I step out and do this. Yeah. Um, and I found that the tactics I was taught with that kind of took away a lot of that anxiety with regards to going hands on with someone because I knew that I had techniques that would, uh, that I could, uh, that I could utilize. It would just not create friction between me and someone who wants to look good. It just was like, I was like, okay, we can definitely get the point across. I can move this person's body. I can back this person up without adding visibility to my security agenda, which is, is that's the game, man. That's good. Correct. Yeah. Would you say there are weaknesses and vulnerabilities uh, in that system? If there are any, what would those be? Uh, a weakness would be the um, student's ability to train. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, maybe if they're super busy, because um, we talk to a lot of the guys that come through about that too, how, once you have the information, how do you train? Can you get a buddy that's on the team? You know, even if it's like every two months, will he spend time working on maybe three drills? Uh, and that's one thing we do in the system, too, is we try to water all of the training down to like three or four drills. So if you're in the field, you can grab a buddy, teach him. And, you know, if he's willing to work with you, you can stay sharp and improve. And generally, if you improve in those drills, the whole method and system, you'll get better at it. You'll grow with it. And then we usually see the guys, uh, another weakness is the ability to maybe come back around every couple of years, um, go back through the program again and pick up a little more information, polish those drills you're doing. Um, like I'll have guys on a regular basis who, uh, you know, they'll come through two years later, they'll come back and they'll say, hey, I'm on this estate detail. Yeah. I have this one crazy person and they always do this. And can you help me with that? And then, you know, a lot of times during the class, we can go perfect uh, question. Here's how you do it. And then we can fix what they're doing and give them answers for it. And it's usually good for everybody in class too, you know, because you never know, you might run into that personality too. Oh. 
just basically it's like a class slash consultation really like uh, case studies is what we're dealing with in the field and then you put your martial arts uh <laughs> your martial art uh which is like not magician but your you know your hat your martial arts wizard hat on and, and, and <laughs> something for him. i dig it man what uh hardest lessons you've learned in the field with regards to hand-to-hand encounters or martial arts hardest lessons you've learned from your martial arts journey there's a good question <laughs> you oh, know well wow. you know i mean because that journey in my ignorance seems like the type of journey of um sacrificing weaker versions of yourself uh learning things about yourself with regards to strengths and weaknesses that you were not available that, that you were not aware of you know like i don't know what would you say that what would you say the martial arts journey has really taught you on a, on a deep level oh well um that's no, that's not a light question i know no well be honest with yourself uh, is one okay. of the first things that comes to mind is, uh, you know, we we all will look at ourselves and say, hey, this is where I'm at. And, um, you know, wow, I'm pretty good at this part. Yeah. yeah. And, but am I really? You know, it's like, and have I tested it in the last couple of years? Have I gone on the mat with the guys and played the games and kind of, yeah. you know, now I might think I'm here. Yeah, because I was there 10 years ago. <laughs> then I get back out there and play again and I go, mm, I got to work on that. And I have to be honest yeah. with myself about it. And uh, I have to be willing to spend time, create an intelligent plan, put consistent effort in over time and bring it up. Um, so that's that would be one area. Uh, another one would be uh, keep it simple. Yeah. You know, the you have to choose where you're going to work because there's so many things that you can get lost in. Um, you need to choose the areas that, for me, are primal human reactions. Um, like there's certain things that happen, say, in the martial arts, um, when two people get together, two bodies get introduced on the combative level. Um, and, and it just happens. Um you want to know what those areas are and stay sharp in those areas. They're the baseline. And then like a lot of systems will work on things that might not necessarily fit into those areas, you know, like uh, the death touch, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, joint locking sometimes doesn't necessarily fit into that. Um, yeah. But so you have to look at it and realize, you know, what are those areas and the majority of your time you have to spend getting those solid fundamental basics um, from from those areas and maintaining them. Um, past that is the salt and pepper, the extra stuff that you want to get better at. I don't know if that, the cool stuff. Okay. Yeah, the stuff that you saw one time that you were like, "Yo, I need it. Well, I want to be able to do that." <laughs> you know? That's cool. Okay, yeah, man, and that's really. I mean, that's that's the perspective of someone who's been consummately doing this a lot. You know, you can just tell just the layers that you went through of how you deconstruct and aim at what you want and learn. That's awesome. Uh, what would you say? Um, what great victories have you had? over your career, you know, in martial arts? I lived. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, wow. Victories. Yeah. Our moments, know, uh, you know. You, you, like we said earlier, you know, you, you place yourself in the unknown sometimes. And you have to have the knowledge that with success comes failure. And then when you receive those failures from life, because they're going to come and they will come from directions you will not expect and you'll be unprepared for. I don't care what you do, but uh, the victories for me was the ability to come out of that and still grow because some people don't, you know, they'll get set back and they'll stay mentally held back by that event uh, they'll dwell on it and it takes a lot of times to finally release it, you know, mentally, sometimes physically. So victories for me are, I look back the moments when I got that curveball 
that hook out of nowhere I wasn't expecting <laughs> and I wasn't ready for and it puts you down and um, your ability to look at it intelligently be honest with yourself and get back yeah. up and uh, and do it in a way that there's growth you're not going to carry scars with you so to speak you know right has martial has being a martial artist uh is it a discipline that's helped you at life oh is yeah there, there are parallels in life you know lessons and things if so how man and then oh, we'll get wow. our closing questions here that's a deep one uh <laughs> <laughs> right uh for me um everything uh, i mean i've learned so much from the martial arts on how and turned around and used them in life you know uh discipline uh focus yes. you know learning learning what focus really is and how to train it and how to apply it effort like we said earlier is um understanding that it's a scale where are you really on it um, especially as you get a little older, you know, sometimes we'll sleep on the success of our past and you have to, the honesty would be another one. You go, well, you know, I've got to keep working on that. I'm not, I don't have the same physical condition I did 20 years ago. And, um, so I've got to change the way I'm doing it. Um, and, you know, keep moving forward. I don't want to be the guy that, you know, remember the good old days? Yeah. Oh, the good old day guys, man. No, no, no. I, we're, I harp on that too much. On here. <laughs> you live in the moment and you are in the good old days right now. Absolutely. And you don't have to tell your buddies about it because they'll be there with you and they'll know. Uh, so that's just a few that I've taken over the years. Uh, oh. and, and try to apply. I do my best. It's a mastery path. Yeah. We'll never make it. We're constantly no. polishing. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good stuff, man. That's good. I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more, man. I, I heard a quote recently that was just so spectacular to me. It was um, becoming is superior to being, you know, becoming is superior to being and all, all truly is becoming, you know, I add to it, but you know, just for a mindset piece for people who talk about all oh, the good old days or, um, you know, I, I made it to this level in the military, da, 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 whatever. Just don't forget that becoming is superior to being. So you got to ask yourself what you're becoming, you know, what you've become and nice. stay in a mode of becoming deliberately, man. That's, that's the game. Yeah. It's a lot of work. <laughs> good work though. It's good work. Yeah, I agree. Um, favorite quote, mantra saying, Oh, wow. There's so many of them. Um, I'll, yeah. How about one I've been using a lot lately? Okay. Um, this one's out of a system uh, that's Burmese Bondo. And it's very similar to Thai boxing. And one of the sayings they have is all systems are designed by man for man. Therefore, man is ultimately the answer. And that leads right back to what we've said this entire podcast. You know, what system is best? Yeah. The system of man, the system of Byron, what what have you created? Uh, you being your own son student. Yeah. Uh, you know, you learn who you are, what environment you are in, what do you deal with, what are the rules you follow, and then what have you put together for you that helps you live at a high level and grow at a high level? <laughs> Man, yeah, you know, that was that was probably one of the best answers I've heard to this question, right? Oh. <laughs> that's good, man. That's so good. That's that's so good, man. I love it, man. It's uh, because that's I feel like that's really what the game's about, you know. You 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 study all these gurus and you seek, and you know, people give you all these like um, kind of one, two, three steps answers. And honestly, I've listened to a lot of them, and you're, you're they're really doing their best to tell you, you know, how they did it. But at the end of the day, you got your life, you got your life situation and, and you're as you're, you're the only you that this whole universe has ever seen. You know, it's like Agreed. your answers, man, they're going to be your answers. You know what I mean, you can take mm -hmm. principles, you can take tactics, but the synergy, the, 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 the collage of what's going to get you to where you need to be and who you need to be is going to be 
your way by the grace of God, you know, that's, that's my way. You know, so. and, and the knowledge of that is super important because sometimes you'll follow a mentor for years and try to mimic, or you'll be a moon student and yeah. <laughs> you'll finally realize, you know what, I'm going to do it my own way. And then right. at that moment you end up doing better than, than you have previously. And I think it's important too, is to know that in advance so that you can prepare yeah. for it and you can be creating it as you go. You know, it's, it's, to me, it's part of one of the elements of a self-education system. Uh, everybody should, should have a method that they plan to educate themselves. So yes. if you know that exists already, you can say, well, this is going to put this in a box. That's me. And, you know, I get these ideas and knowledge and information and from mentors and books and I'll put it in and go, that works for me. I'm keeping that. Yes. Yeah, that's that's priceless, man. That's priceless knowledge right there. That's just a priceless way of going through life with yeah, deliberation and intelligence and intent. Um, habit, you would say that uh, makes you a better person that makes you better at your job and all that stuff. Oh, well, that's a good one. <laughs> Organization. Um, for me, being getting more organized probably in the last couple of years uh, has helped me be able to achieve more and handle more of the different things that I'm juggling in life, uh, businesses, uh, training. Um, so, you know, having an intelligent self-organization system um, has made a huge difference for me in the last couple of years. Man, that's something I struggle with. I'm like, I'm like Mr. Creative. So I've been, <laughs> I've been like, I've learned to build systems, you know, like I have learned organizational tendencies, Right. but man, that just, when you start to really learn the value of creating systems, it really starts to be like, man, I got to get good at this. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's a great skill for life. Um, what are you up to these days and where can we find you, sir? Oh, well, uh, what am I up to? We're, you know, we have the school in uh, uh, just outside of Atlanta in Woodstock, Georgia. Uh, we have a full-time staff. Um, okay. Love those guys because they help me do what I do and be who I am. Uh, we also, we run AMAC Tactical Group. What was the name of the school? The Atlanta Martial Arts Center. Sweet. Um. We the work I was doing at EPI is done through uh, AOMAC Tactical. We okay. do work for security groups, uh, military, law enforcement. Um, so we've actually been doing that quite a bit um, here lately. It's really been stepping up. Um, I also run a business where I design and operate um, organizations for high level martial artists and. Um, that's been coming along great. What's like an example of that? Like, what does that mean exactly? Um, let's say, for instance, Eric Paulson, who okay. uh, he's a big name in the industry in catch wrestling, jujitsu, kickboxing. He's one of the guys that blazed the path for the UFC. He was one of the people that was doing it before those guys were in Japan. Um, I help those guys design and put together his organization. He has a wow. organization that trains instructors and certifies them in different, the different arts that he's created. Wow. Um, and, you know, he, he does it through uh, operating camps throughout the years and the guys come in and, um, you know, progress through the system so that they can go back and run their martial arts schools. Wow. So we help professional martial artists, do what they do better. Wow. Awesome. That's way mm -hmm. cool, man. Okay. That's valuable. I think it could be, I feel like it'd be, it could be almost like being a musician at times, you know, trying to be a professional. Uh, greens. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. So that, that's quite an asset. That's quite, I think, a ultra valuable service to be able to render, man, to help other passionate people about, that are passionate about what you're passionate about, create a living, doing what, what they love. So that's, that's valuable. That's awesome. Hmm. Um, 
This interview has been deep, man. It's my time. I love it. It's been some real meaty, good awesome. deep things that we've covered in here. Um, thanks so much for your time, Alan. It is an honor to have had this conversation. Alan. Anytime. I had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good, man. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you once again. And if you guys haven't, check out EPI, Executive Protection Institute. Awesome school to learn from. It's where I met Alan Baker uh, and, 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 you know, was like, yo, I got to have this guy on the podcast because the things we're learning there as a school and especially in the martial arts portion were, were uh, priceless. priceless. And speaking of the PRT, we teach it at EPI um, two times a year. They have that school twice a year, um, about every six months. And I'm there uh, for the whole week uh, helping with the school. And then we end up over the weekend teaching uh, four or five levels of the PRT. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you once again, Alan. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. It's been a great episode. Outstanding. Let's keep in touch. 100%. All right. right. Thank you. You got it. Bye. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Grayman and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Ballistic Theory. You're going to start seeing a lot of stuff with me in Ballistic Theory because they got good ammo for good prices. Use Byron for my discount with those guys as well. Last but not least, Executive Protection Institute. Hey, go check them out and get your executive protection education on. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. Out.